I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Well, hello, church. It's Pastor Ian here with Pastor Ryan and Pastor Pat, and we wanted to uh, try something a little different that hopefully is helpful for you. Uh, We wanted to talk uh, together just as sort of a panel discussion about the Apostles' Creed. Uh, We're going to be walking through the Apostles' Creed for the next uh, 15 weeks in a sermon series, and uh, we want to just explain a little bit more of just what is the Creed, what's the history behind it, and why has it uh, been uh, particularly a focus for us right now in this season? Why have we decided uh, to spend this much time walking through the Creed together? And so we thought we would just kind of have a discussion about that to hopefully uh, benefit you and to uh, set up the sermon series to be uh, as effective and impactful as possible. And so as we start, let's just answer the question, what is the Apostles' Creed? Where does it come from? Maybe to set some historical context there, uh, the first kind of records we have of the Creed go all the way back to maybe the second or the third century. Uh, It was kind of referred to as the rule of faith. Uh, Oftentimes it was used to train up uh, new believers. And it's actually good evidence it was used as sort of a baptism catechism, that those who were being baptized would walk through the Creed to understand the basics of the faith and then also to profess that this is what they believe before uh, publicly being administered the kind of the rites of baptism. Uh, it's a very, very old document. Uh, it is agreed upon by all branches of the church, which is really unique. And uh, it's probably the oldest, most concise, faithful, just summary of uh, Christian belief that we have that's been passed down to us uh, through the ages. So uh, that's a little bit of what it is. Anything else to add, just historically yeah, speaking? I would just add that when we begin something with the words, I believe, we're talking about um, a way of thinking that literally affects everything I orient myself to. Obviously, believing has a baseline of uh, mental assent. I'm agreeing to something. But from the usage that you were just describing, it's really important for us to remember that when we as Christians say we believe this, it is a statement that we're seeking to orient our understanding of how the world works and how we to function and behave in that world that we're getting at. So to say, I believe, for instance, in God the Father Almighty calls us into the practice of orienting our lives around the reality that there is such a being as God and that he is like that. And of course, that merits all kinds of thought, which is hopefully what we're going to be doing in this sermon series is provoking some of that thinking uh, amongst the, the people at King's Church. Yeah, I think also just to understand what it is, we have to equally understand what it isn't. And what we know it's not is it's not an exhaustive document. It's not going to answer the how and as much as the who and the what, the who being God actively working in the lives of his people um, compared to trying to answer how, that being, uh, you know, how God created the earth, how was Jesus born of the Virgin married. It's just not an exhaustive document. It's not meant for that. 
Yeah, that's a good good point. If we're looking for much thorough, deeper summaries, we'd go to other creeds or statements. But the Apostles' Creed really serves as sort of that entryway into what are the basics of what we believe. Um, I think I've heard Pat you say that we, you know, just affirming those statements doesn't make you a Christian. Right. But denying any of these statements would put you at great risk of being outside of the faith that's been delivered once and for all to the saints. Yeah, and I think that's a, a good parameter. There's more to being a Christian than just an affirmation of a set of beliefs. But there's certainly a baseline below which a person cannot claim that they truly are a Christian if they do not believe certain things. And the Apostles' Creed seems to capture in a very concise way what those things are. Yeah, that's helpful. The other thing that creeds have served to do historically is they, they kind of have this dual purpose. They uh, do what we've said so far. They affirm what is true about God and the common confession that we hold on to. Uh, but they also simultaneously guard the church against false belief, false teaching, uh, heresies, heretics, things like that. And I think sometimes we can lean into the instructive piece, which is obviously critical and important. But if we actually read our New Testament, uh, I saw this week that 25 of the 27 New Testament books warn in some way, shape, or form against false teachers or false teaching. And so the creed really gives us sort of a guardrail there to make sure that we are not stepping outside of the bounds of what has been delivered to God's people uh, faithfully from his word. And so it kind of has that dual purpose of both instruction and if we find ourselves leaning towards something that is clearly against what's in this creed, we ought to be very careful because God has used this statement and the people uh, throughout history who helped preserve this to help defend what orthodoxy actually looks like. And I think you bring up a good point because it's important to remember that the creed is not scripture itself. There's nothing magical about these words, so to speak, but it does derive its basic content from the scriptures. So when I was a kid growing up, we'd have homeroom every morning in school where the teachers would take attendance and so forth. And then before we would leave for our class, we would say the Pledge of Allegiance, which is this kind of recited statement of loyalty to our country. Well, if you think of the Apostles' Creed as something like that, as a sort of Christian pledge of allegiance, if I can use that metaphor, this becomes that easily memorizable, concise, and very clear statement of what it is I believe. However well I may hold on to that any given day, it is still a clear statement of what the total scope of Scripture teaches regarding God, Jesus, and the Spirit, and the other doctrines of the church. Yeah, it's interesting, too, looking back on church history, we understand that the creed was highly regarded as an instrument of evangelism. And in today's society, things are so streamlined, go so fast. That's what gave birth to the ABCs of evangelism, the accept, believe, confess, when in reality, the gospel story really isn't meant to be told that way. And the creed has found a way to really present us with something that is easy to memorize, that we can familiarize ourselves with to use as a tool for evangelism as well to this day. Yeah, it's good. And I think the other thing, too, if you think of the early church, when this creed is created, you know, they don't get to go home and Google certain Bible verses or look at all the Bibles they have available on their shelf. They don't have a copy of the scriptures, right? And so the creed, in so many ways, was a helpful summary of what does the Bible teach? What are the things that we hold on to? 
And I think it is worthy of memorization. I mean, it's a, it's a simple summary that can quickly remind us of what is true about God, what's true about us. I also love that the creed, it, it sort of, it tells a little story. I mean, it's a statement of belief, but it does have sort of a narrative flow to it. And specifically, it walks through the Trinitarian nature of our God, which is obviously unique for Christians. So each time there's an I believe statement, it introduces a member of the Trinity. So we have I believe in God, the Father Almighty. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. I believe in the Holy Spirit. And so it helps us uh, have right thoughts about God, which is critical if we're going to worship him rightly. Well, and I think that gets to probably our conversation around why we even do a series like this. You know, as I think about it, I think of it in terms of the biblical literacy, gospel fluency phrases that we use a lot with King's Church. Um, This is a great platform for both biblical literacy and gospel fluency. And the point of that is to anchor the believer's soul not just to become theologically astute or informed, but to anchor our soul. And then, Ryan, I think to your point, the whole concept of evangelism, being able to speak fluently with one another and with unbelievers about the gospel. And then maybe as a a, a variant on that is that whole apologetic thing. There's so many alternate stories out there these days, so many different belief sets that we as Americans are confronted with literally every day, and especially our kids. The Apostles' Creed provides an apologetic framework as well to be able to answer those who ask us for a reason for the hope that lies in us. So ideally, this sermon series will help us to make advances in maybe each of those three areas in the hearts and lives of the the people at the King's Church, anchoring their souls, informing their evangelism, and preparing them to provide an answer for those who ask a reason for our hope. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's definitely something indoctrinating worth noting when it comes to the Apostles' Creed. It's, It's not Scripture. However, at the same time, it's, it's a little bit more a concise framework of what we're looking at when it comes to the gospel message. I really like the example that J.I. Packer gives of um, looking at the creed as a roadmap. You know, when you go cross-country traveling, it's important to have a map that's exhaustive of everything from hidden waterways to unmarked paths and whatnot. I know that you do a lot of cross-country traveling yourself, Pat. Praise and, God for Google Maps. Yeah, right? praise God for <laughs> Google Maps, right? But sometimes you don't need that exhaustive map. Sometimes you need something a little more concise, like a pamphlet that just shows you where you are, where you're going, and where the destination is. And that's sort of the relationship between the two of Scripture and the creed. The creed will never be authoritative on the level that we hold Scripture to be. However, it does complement it, which is extremely important for our people to, to know up front. Yeah, that's a good analogy. I really like that a lot. Yeah. I don't know, Ian, has this been helpful in terms of kind of fleshing out where we're hoping this sermon series goes and why we want to do it at this season? Yeah, absolutely. I think more than anything to echo what you guys have said, the creed tells us what is really true, regardless of how we feel about it, regardless of what circumstances we might be facing in the world right now. This is what we believe, and this is what God has revealed to be true. And so it's something worth memorizing, something worth examining, something worth really holding on to in the midst of whatever storms of life might come our way. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So we're excited to walk through this together. Uh, We encourage you to memorize the creed alongside of our sermon series. Uh, Tune in as we are continuing to be scattered for our Sunday worship. And uh, we're really excited to uh, walk through this. And our hope and prayer is that we would experience a greater worship of Jesus, both in spirit and in truth, by examining uh, the good news of the gospel as it's contained uh, within this faithful uh, summary of it in the Apostles' Creed. So we love you. We're praying for you. We hope this was helpful. And uh, we're excited to uh, walk into this together. 
Thank you for listening. For more resources, information, and opportunities to connect with us at the King's Church, please visit our website, kingschurchlkld.com.